Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This is Jerry G. Martin. We are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, one of the most significant events in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whoever would believe on him would not perish, but shall have everlasting life. He was born for our salvation. He was crucified for our salvation. He was raised up on the third day for our salvation. And now we are celebrating who he is and that he's not only come to the world, but he has come to our lives. Use the opportunity of this season to invite someone to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listen to these messages today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word as we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When the Lord comes, there's not going to be any time to get yourself together. The Bible says whatever you're doing when He comes, just keep on doing it. It's going to be stop motion. You ever seen any of these videos where they just stop the motion? Whatever you're doing. If you shoplifting and you just grab something, just... Hold it right down. That's what you got. Whatever you're looking at on that video, if you're looking at pornography, just keep it on that channel. (laughs) Here was Simeon. He says, you know, although it's been a hundred years, I believe what's in the Word of God. I believe that the Messiah is coming, and I'm in the temple, and I'm waiting, and I'm watching, and I'm wondering, and I'm expecting. When is the church going to start expecting the Lord to come back? Now, if you've been reading the scriptures, you ought to know that the end times is upon us for what the prophecies have said that could occur in the end. The prophecy says in the end, you're going to have a crazy president. And the people are going to be living like they were in the days of Noah where they won't know God and there is no God and they're going to be doing everything like there was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Are we getting close? And he said that in the last days there are going to be things happening and everybody in the world is going to see it. And I said, how could that be? You're going to have iPads and Apple Watches that we're going to tap into and you're going to see it. In the last days, read in Revelation, two witnesses get killed in Jerusalem and they're going to be raised up and the world will see them come to life. We have the technology for that. We didn't have that 50 years ago. He's coming before and he's coming. We had two people say he's coming again. That's the Christian belief. That's the core of our doctrinal belief as Christians. Jesus said, I am coming again, and I'm coming to take a church back with me. He says, I'm coming. Do you believe it or not? He says, I'm coming. We've got the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, right. Simeon says, he's coming. Somebody says, I've been waiting for a generation. It's been a thousand years. Yeah, but you might have been a thousand years, but but he's coming. If we're waiting and if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we we will find favor of the Lord. And he's going to work in our lives and he's going to work throughout our lives. Look at what the Scripture continues to tell us in Luke chapter 2, verse 26. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ, 
Nobody else has seen him yet. No, he hasn't come yet. It's been hundreds and maybe a thousand years before the prophecy, but you will not die before you see him. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. I've seen him. I'm ready to go. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. He says, I have seen the light. My eyes have seen your salvation. You have prepared our salvation in the sight of all your people. A light for the revelation to the Gentiles. That means to all the people. And he recognized that the light has come to the world. Before you can experience the salvation of the Lord, your eyes and your heart must be open to the light of the Lord. Before you can be saved, your eyes have to be open. The reason many people have not come to the Lord is because they cannot see their way of getting to him. When you are unsaved, when you're living in sin, the Bible says we are walking in darkness. We are walking in darkness. And you can walk in darkness, and when you've always lived in darkness, you think you can see, you think you can make your way, you think because you've gotten so familiar in that environment that that's your environment and you just live in the best you can in that environment and you think you can see what you need to see to make it. When you're in darkness, you don't know when you're going to stumble in a hole. You can get used to that. Just like when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom. You don't turn the lights on. You've been in that house so long and it's so dark, you just know how to get there. <laughs> Until you hit your chin or your toe on the furniture. That'll happen every once in a while. But you remember when you, before you came to the Lord, how you thought whatever you were doing was right? Nobody can tell me how to run my life. This is my life. I'll live it like I want to. That's one of those signs that blink in the darkness. This is your life. Live it how you want to. Can't nobody tell you how to live your life. That's the little light that blinks in the darkness. I saw that. I saw that. This is my life. Can't nobody. You can't tell me how to live. You run your own life. Let me live my life. This is my life. I do what I want to. If I want to go to hell, I go to hell. That's how dark is it. That's how dark it is. If I want to go to hell, what's that got to do with you? See, people will talk bad till they till they till they get up to that door and feel all that heat. <laughs> they be talking bad. Hell can't be that bad. You be gonna, you hear them people hollering. What they hollering for? You see people running back the other way, trying to get away. Some grabbing them, bringing them back. You'd be like, hmm. The Bible says there is a way that seems right, but the end thereof is destruction. And the, the bad news is you can't see the destruction until you get to the end. 
Light is so crucial to life that the first thing God did, you open your Bible to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth and the first thing God said was let there be light. See, before we do anything, we need to get rid of the darkness. We can't accomplish anything in the dark. There needs to be some light so we can function. The vegetation needs light. Light is a substance of life. We can't, God says, I am light. The Bible says, God is light. So wherever he is, that's where light has to be. Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. The Old Testament opens with light, and so does the New Testament. John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. When Jesus came, he brought light to a dark world. What does that mean for you and me? On that night he was born, hope was born. And hope came into the world. On that night that Jesus Christ was born, the abundant life came into the world. On that night that Jesus was born, light came into the world. So before I came to Christ, I asked for his forgiveness of my sin. I received his mercy and I received his grace. And I came out of darkness into the marvelous light. He brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And you can't see how dark the darkness was until you get in the light. Man, I didn't know I was like that. Really? You ever notice something? Uh, um, This is for those who have came out of darkness into the light. When I was in the darkness, I thought what I was doing, everybody in the world was doing it. Because that was my world. I mean, when I was... uh, I thought everybody went to parties and everybody drank 151 rum, smoked weed, did cocaine, did all kind of crazy stuff. And then when I got saved, I said, where all them people went? I don't know nobody do that when I got saved. When I got saved and started hanging with the saints, I thought people stopped doing that. I don't know nobody that do that. I used to know nobody who didn't do that. There's a dark world. And there's a light world. And we're getting down to the basics. It was John that says you can't walk in darkness and light at the same time. You're either walking in the light or you're walking in darkness. There's no in between. Because he says, but God, there is no darkness in him at all. That's what the scripture said. Don't mistake. God ain't got no darkness, ain't no shadow, ain't no corner where there's no light. So if you walk with God, you're walking in the light. If you're walking in darkness, you're not walking with God. So if we're getting ready for him to come again, we need to get straight with this light that he came into the world. Before I got saved, I could not see 
how to walk in righteousness. I knew what righteousness was, but I couldn't see how to walk in it. I thought I was going in a direction that was right for me. But when you're walking in darkness, you are blind. And Jesus came as the light, with the light, to give us freedom from darkness. He came to give us freedom from darkness. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. God so loved us that he sent his only son into the world so that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's eternal life, not perishing, not perishing. You don't have to perish. You don't have to perish. God says somebody's going to perish, but it don't have to be you. That was in John 3.16. But also, just a couple of verses later, after John 3.16, Jesus is teaching. He says, this is the verdict. A verdict means the judge has ruled. Light has come into the world. But men love darkness instead of light. Why men love darkness instead of light? Because their deeds are evil. You remember when you wanted to turn the lights down low? Nobody wanted to turn the lights down low so they could read the Bible. (laughs) Teddy Pendergrass said, turn out the lights. He said, men love darkness rather than light. Why do the nightclubs are dark? The beer joints dark. The gambling den is dark. Why is it dark? Don't turn on the light. You know, when it's turn on the lights at the club, it's time to go home. Okay. <laughs> That's why all kind of crazy stuff happen in the nighttime. When the kids want to stay out till 3 o'clock in the morning, say, ain't nothing good happening at 3 in the morning. Ain't nothing good happening at 3 in the morning. In terms of, well, I say ain't nothing godly happening. Somebody say, yeah, it was something good. No, (laughs) ain't nothing godly happening. (laughs) Here's what Jesus said in verse 20. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what he has done has been done through God. Jesus came so that we can have the light of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. And we're not afraid to stand up in the light. We're not afraid to walk in the light. That's why we want to walk when we come to the Lord. Walk in the light. Beautiful light. Shine all around me by day and by night. We used to sing that song. Jesus, the light of the world. I'm walking in the light. I can live in the light. So when the light shines, you can inspect something with the light. When they want to inspect materials or whatever, they want to be sure they have enough light to see everything. Shine the light on me and inspect me. I can withstand the light. When you're living right, you can withstand the light. You can write that down. That'll rhyme. Put that in your rap song. 
God wants to work in your life and through your life, and that begins with us accepting and walking in the light that Jesus Christ brought into the world. So where are you right now? Are you walking in the light or are you still walking in the darkness? Do you have the joy that the light of Jesus Christ brings to your life or are you struggling just to make it day by day? Jesus came that you can have life more abundantly. You can have the light of the Lord and the glory of the Lord. God is light. I'm just thinking about when, when, when Moses went up on the mountain to spend time with God and, and Moses said, Lord, I want to see you. I want to see your face. God said, you know what? I am so bright that nobody can see my face. That's my glory. Nobody can see this light. This is a glorious light. You can't see this light in your human body and still live. God said, the best thing I'll do, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put you in a cleft of a rock. You just kind of lean in there and I'll walk by. And when I walk by, you can come back and you can see my, my hinder part. You can see my back. And when Moses came down from the mountain, his face was shining, so the people had to cover, he had to cover his face. They couldn't even stand and see him. Where have you been? Moses, what, what's wrong with you? Moses said, I've been in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we're in the light, that's why Jesus said, when you get in, God get in you, you now are the light. Somebody ought to see the work of the Lord in your life and glorify God. I can see God in you. Okay. I can see God in you. I can see some God in you. I can see a little bit of something in you. You are the light of the world, he said. You are the light of the world. What's wrong with y'all? Are you sure that when you die, you're going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? Or will you spend eternity in hell forever separated from God. Jesus came so that he can give you a pathway to eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. He came that you can have that light and live in that light forever. It was Jesus who said to those who believed on him and those who follow him, he said, you are the light of the world. The light was the beginning and the light will be in the end. The Bible opened, I said already, with Genesis chapter 1 talking about let there be light. Don't you know it closes with that light as well? In the book of Revelation, the last chapter, in verse 21, and this is talking about the scene that's in heaven. Then the angel showed me the river of water, of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. This is in heaven now. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. And his servants will serve him. They will see his face. And his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord will give them light. And they will reign forever and ever. 
Oh, if you know what God has in store, you'd be looking for that place that's not built with hands, where there will be no more sickness, no more sadness, no more dying, but there will be worship and praise and glory, and there will be no more curse, he says, and there will be no more darkness. It will just be light. That's why Jesus came. He came as a baby, not so we can celebrate Christmas, not so we can buy presents and have parties and get together and exchange gifts. He came so that we can have the light of his glory in our lives. Every believer ought to be filled with the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, so much so that it flows out of us and brightens up others around us. Don't let the devil come and put his bushel over you again and try to snuff out your light. You have that light. Take that bushel off and let that light shine so somebody else can take advantage of what Jesus Christ has. And if you don't have the light, say, Lord, light me up. Fill my life and give me the light of your glory. I remember the day and I remember the hour sitting in an office and said, Lord, I want you to come into my life. And the Lord came into my life that day and I know that the burden of sin has left me and I understood what they meant when they said he brought me out of darkness into that marvelous light. The joy of the Lord filled my soul and I knew I was a different creation. I don't know who you are today and what's going on in your life. There are some who've never experienced the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's others that's walking around the light and you're still standing in the shadows. You say, I, I, this is good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I can see from here. That's not good enough. You're just standing in the shadows looking at the light and saying, see, I'm good. I'm good. I'm over here by the light. No, he wants the light to be in you. Bow your heads with me today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ and you've never made a commitment to him, here's a good time to say, Lord, I understand that you came to bring light, not just to the world, but light into my life. All I need to do is believe. In the book of John, he says, all you need to do is look up and believe. Those that look upon me and believe in me, they will be saved. All we have to do is just accept what he's already done. He's come. He's given his life. He was buried. He was raised up from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered eternal death. He gave us a chance for eternal life. All we have to do is say, Lord, I believe you. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you forgive sin and you save sinners. I'm one. I'm coming to you and I ask you to save my soul. This is Jerry G. Martin and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this message for the season. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring peace, to bring salvation, and bring his joy into our lives, into our heart. We sing joy to the world. This year has been a tumultuous year. Many of us do not have the joy of the Lord in us today. We may not have the peace of God in our hearts right now because of all the things that have been going on around us. But I want you to know that the Lord Jesus Christ is still seeking to save those who are lost. He's still bringing his joy and he's still bringing his peace to every one of us who will turn our hearts toward him 
and invite him into our lives and allow him to be the Lord of our lives. He was born so that we can be born again and have a new life in Christ Jesus. I invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World. We are meeting in person on Sundays. We do have our medical protocols in place for screening. We have social distancing and we wear our mask. For more information or if you have a prayer request, call us at 281-964-1393. That's 281-964-1393. I also invite you to join us online each Sunday at 10 a.m. at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Call us if you need church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, Bibles or books, or study material. 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.